and welcome to another episode of Career Combos and Coffee. I can't believe it's episode 12. I'm your host, Gopal Singh, and it's November, people. Where did this year go? My guest today is Jivan Matharu, an author and transformational coach, as well as a financial advisor and planner. He's also a member of Mensa, which means he has an IQ that's in the top 2%, and he practices judo. Actually, he's number 16 in the UK for judo. Hey, Javon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me on, Gopal, and thanks for the, the great introduction. Yeah, it's so it was so nice talking to you earlier and connecting on, on so many different things. Tell me a little bit about yourself, your background. How did you get started in your career? Yeah, so it's a shame we wasn't we weren't recording actually, but but yeah. So yeah, I'll just give a try and give a brief synopsis of how I got where I've got. Skipping over a few parts in in, in less detail, let's say, and then we'll be a bit more detailed of, of where things are currently. So obviously went to school as, as everyone does. Was quite clever at school, but that didn't transpire into achieving this, the level of grades that I should have done. You know, I should have been getting all A stars and, 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 top, and top grades based on my intelligence. But I was actually kicked out of school for, for poor behaviour. Now, what that shows is that it's not just about ability. It's about your attitude and how you conduct yourself that's going to, to bring results. Fast forward a number of years, I went to university, did accounting and finance, and thought I would be going down the accountancy route but actually decided against that because it didn't suit my personality. Moved into a financial advisor role. Again, doing okay, but not quite achieving my potential. And now work self-employed on that basis. Now, what's changed? Now, during my time as a financial advisor, what I realised, and obviously what I'm here to talk about, is not just about what ability you've got. We need to become our best mm -hmm. self. So like a tree, for example, when you plant a tree, it grows to the f its full potential depending on where you plant it. It will use the sun, the rain and the compost and it will always grow as, as strong and, and, and tall as possible. Other animals are the same. They will be their best self. Humans, on the other hand, tend to be a little bit different. We smoke, yeah. we drink, we procrastinate, we go out when we should be doing what we should be doing, if that makes sense, to achieve what we need to achieve. And I came to that realisation while I was employed. Because I was traveling around the country so often doing six hours worth of driving and six hours worth of meetings in a day, yeah. I was wasting so much time in the car listening to music. I thought to myself, and again, this is where questioning comes in. It's so important. I was like, well, I'm wasting six hours a day here. What could I be doing? Could I be learning a language? And this is where your, your mind gives you the answers. Could you be learning a yeah. language? Could you be improving your sales skills? Could you be learning more about self-improvement? time management skills etc so I started to go on this journey that really changed my perspective on what we as humans are here for and we are here to give our best self the more yeah. service you give the more you get remunerated and look it's not just about remuneration financially just in terms of your whole life environment will improve so fast forward to today self-employed as a financial advisor as you said was in the Times newspaper for being one of the top advisors in the country in 2021. And that's based on client reviews. I work as a transformational coach, helping clients either at one end of the spectrum of being someone who really needs to sort their life out, or on the other end, someone who's 
got their own business, two, three, four hundred thousand pounds a year coming in, but they want to take it to the next level or they're struggling psychologically with something. Yeah. I've got a book out that is on sale on Amazon and it's doing pretty well. And that's a self-development book that breaks down all the areas that you need as an individual to be your best self. Psychology, setting goals, motivating yourself, physicality, because look, you need to be in a good position physically to have a, a good mind, you know, mind, body, soul connection. Being grateful for what you've got because everyone is is jealous of something you've got. You know, you might have a wife, someone else is single. You might have kids, they don't. They might be renting, you own your own house. So be grateful for what you've got. So all of these things in, in, in one book. I'm writing yeah, a second no. book that's a question a day that you ask yourself to plan your life out. So where do you want to be in five years time? And again, you develop the answers. I do judo, as you said, and number 16 in the country. So what you can see there is there's been a, a difference in the standards I've set for myself. Yeah. Because if you set good standards, you generally achieve better results. At school, I didn't. And I know I've probably gone on a little bit there, but what that shows is a, a, a massive disparity of the mindset that makes the results happen. And that's what I think many people are missing out on in, in order to become their best self. Yeah. And, and you know, I, and I know this podcast is about careers, right? So people that are looking at changing careers or jumping into a new career or thinking about their life and their 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 career, there's a lot that happens internally. And, I, and you can hear that <clears throat> in your experience. There's a lot of introspective questioning and aligning. You said something to me earlier that it was interesting and it the light bulb went off for me. When we're kids, we are very curious and we ask a ton of questions. But when we grow up or when as adults, we, we kind of stop questioning and, and we start like we cut off the learning that could possibly help us answer some of these questions. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So if you want good answers, you need to ask good questions. If you're not asking any questions, how can you ever get the right answers? So if we look at any invention that's ever happened, any form of, of business that was created, it first started with a question. What is a better way that we can light the house without using candles? Okay, that's a starting point. Oh, what could I provide as a service that will help improve the lives of others? That's where your business starts. Amazon, as an example, its question must have been, well, how can we get things to people same day for a good price? Because that's not happening anywhere else. And that's what's made Amazon into the business that it is. Now there comes a time for kids, so let's go back to your original point. Yeah. Kids are very curious. They ask their parents, what's this? What's this? Um, what time are we going to be there? And they'll ask the same question over and over again. What time are we going to be there? What time are we going to be there? They need constant updates and information because they are piecing together the, the environment and the world that they're living in. There comes a point in time, and I think it's personally at school, where there's something called the fear of judgment is what one of the major fears are. And if you ask a question and you look like an idiot, you put your hand up in class, people will judge you unfavorably. And that, for, for us as individuals, starts to affect our psyche. And we then ask less questions. We then critically think less. Now, let's use your podcast as an example. So a live, a live case. Your, one of your questions may be, well, 
yep, you're 12 episodes in, as you've said. Yeah. You want to grow your podcast. Now, the first question will be, well, how can I grow my podcast? That's going to be the starting point, isn't it? But it's not just the first question that's important. The first question opens up the array of further questioning. So much like when, you, you know, you get interviewed by the police, you know, they ask, oh, what are we doing this night? Okay, you've made an answer. And then they say, well, so-and-so, so-and-so, who, what, when, how, where? So the second question for you would be, well, okay, well, how could I improve the number of viewers on the podcast? Okay, that's a good question. Well, surely it will be by making better podcasts. So right. how could I improve my interviewing skills? How could I get better guests on the podcast? How could I reach a wider demographic? What demographic am I actually looking for? Should I be generalist or niching down? So right. you can see there's so many subsequent questions there. And it's also the starting point. So we talked a bit off air about the cards that you've been dealt. Yeah. Joe Rogan, obviously, probably one of the original viral podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. He had on his phone, because he'd been a comedian and a UFC commentator, etc. He's got all these guys on his phone, all contacts, that he could start a podcast, ring them up and say, oh, I want to come on the podcast just to chat. Yeah, great. And they can come on down. For yourself you're starting from a very different position. Now, you might not have that network. So it's a case of, well, how do I get things started, get the podcast to a certain level, and then maybe start inviting these guests on. And yeah. that can, can grow the podcast. Now, in, now, let's bring this back to us as individuals as well. We've been dealt cards, haven't we? Much like a poker yeah. game, you know, you might get a, 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 pocket, a pair of pocket aces, or you might get a smelly two and three. But... The two and three can work in some circumstances. A straight mm -hmm. could be there, couldn't it? Now, I could work every day as a sprinter and I would never be as fast as Usain Bolt because I'm not six foot five or whatever he is. Got a massive leg span, fast twitch muscle fibers, but I've got intellect. So what we need to understand is what tree we are and how we can be the best version of that tree. So this is where introspection comes in. You know, what personality type am I? What interests have I got? What am I good at? Because if you find something you're interested at, or interested in rather, and that you're good at, there's a strong chance that you're going to be successful in that particular area, rather than not enjoying something and being bad at it. You know, there's many people who, who do that for a job, and that's why they have soul-destroying nine-to-fives. Yeah. Because they're doing something they hate, and they're not even good at it. Right. You need to be the other end of the scale. And look, I know, you know, money is, is, is obviously an issue and stuff. But there's all, there's so many jobs out there. If you're an introvert doing a sales job, you're probably not going to enjoy it too much. If you're an extrovert sitting isolated in a room, you're probably not going to enjoy it too much. And, yeah. and look, people say it's not the right time. It's not the right time. But okay, let's use a, a, an example of excuses. The 16 years of age, I'm too young. Give it another five, 10 years. I'm um, getting married, can't do it, it's not the right time. Then have kids, oh, I've got kids, got responsibilities, got a mortgage, not the right time. My kids are getting married, I need to help fund that, not the right time. Oh, I'm too old, I'm too tired, it's not the right time. Yeah. If you use that same excuse, you're going to go through life not being bold and not learning anything. I think in Florida, they actually give out loans for businesses if they've been bankrupt bef before at a more favourable rate than those who haven't. Because they're saying, look, well, you've made the mistake, you've learned from it. If you don't want to make mistakes, you're never going to learn. 
Right. A world champion boxer has been punched more times in the face than either of us, but they're the world champion boxer. You should seek out mistakes. Yeah. yeah. I think, to me, it's, it's really important to do that because that's ha- what helps develop us into the people yeah. that we become later on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for so this podcast, the, the example there works well. It took me over two years thinking about this idea and wanting to do it and really giving myself excuses over and over again why I shouldn't get started in, in doing it. And then this year was the year that I just challenged myself. And one of the things I had to tell myself is you, you don't need to make it perfect, right? Because perfection is almost an excuse. It's it's procrastination in disguise, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like when we wait for things to be perfect we just it's just another way of telling ourselves oh here's a legitimate way that i can tell myself to put it off and then and then we we fill in the other excuse and it's you know it's in the backlog of things to do instead of actually doing it not caring if it's perfect but taking a first step and looking for opportunities to when you fail that you're learning you're continuously learning yeah so exactly and something i'll speak to clients about you know where you are uh, you waiting for the perfect time because you're a perfectionist or is it really a, a deeper uh, rooted subconscious thing that you are f- you have fear of failure you've got fear of success which yeah. is a thing you're you've got the fear of being judged by others nothing's perfect and to take something that jordan, jordan peterson said it's best to do something badly than not to do it at all you think the first time Again, we'll use the boxer as an example. The first time he got into a ring, he was world champion level. No, he's been punched in the face over and over again. And, you know, to to have a good podcast or whatever it's going to be, you have to have some bad ones in there as well. You know, you you have bad dates, you have bad times in the office, you have bad games, you had bad fights, you know, in in the case of judo. But you learn from that. And that's the whole point in life. You know, you've got to have... And this is another thing that I, I feel... Many times people procrastinate is because they're looking at the negative outcomes that could happen. Oh, I'm going to be judged badly. Oh, it's going to might be a waste of time. I could be doing something else with my time. It's not going to be perfect. I want it to be better. Why not look at the positives that could come from it? I'm going to get experience. I'm going to build a network. I'm going to change even two or three people's lives by making this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to really enjoy it. My 500th podcast will be better than my 12th. Yeah. Maybe I'll make some good friends on there. Maybe I'll find a spouse. Maybe, for whatever reason, I'll get in touch with the right person who can help transform my life. Yeah. So there's so many positives there. And this is coming back to you know history, really, where humans look for the negative to help protect themselves. And we've got a very good safety net nowadays uh, in terms of you know people aren't really allowed to fail, which is a good and a bad thing. I'm sure we can probably go into that in a bit more detail at some point but but yeah it's it's a case of just looking for the optimism and being bold and going for things peter jones i don't know if you know who he is but you've got something shark tank haven't you in the states i think mm-hmm. yeah there's one in england called dragon's den pretty much the same thing essentially and there's a gentleman on there called peter jones he made 200 million or 250 million then he went bankrupt lost it all and he made it back again. Now, at the point that he lost it all, everyone's probably laughing at him, saying, ah, you know, you used to be this guy who was driving Ferraris or whatever, and now you're nothing, you know, you're not even doing as well as us. But they can take away the money, but what they can't take away is the network 
the, the contacts he's built up, his his skill set, his tenaciousness, and the skills that he's developed over that time. Because he is the value, not the money. Because value brings money, and that's the whole point in my mm. first book. Mike Tyson, again, I think he went bankrupt at some point, didn't he? And he yeah. will never be bankrupt, even if he's bankrupt, because he has value there that people are willing to pay for. He can go on podcasts as guests. He can be in adverts. He can be a boxing coach. He can write his story in a book and, and sell that. He will never be bankrupt. Yes, he can mismanage money and go financially bankrupt, but he will never be bankrupt because he has got a value there. So yeah. my, my question off that would be, yeah, how can I give myself such a value by setting such standards that I could never be bankrupt? Yeah. That's this a great is so question. Good. Yeah, this is so good. I think... I think we need to pause and just think about that because there's so much value in that statement. So why don't we take a coffee break and think about that a little bit? You ready? Yeah. Okay. So I'm drinking local coffee shop coffee from Einstein Bagels. Um, it's maybe a mile down the road from me here. Really fantastic bagels. Obviously, their coffee is a lot different. It tastes different. My wife doesn't like it. I like it. It's different. It's 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 just uh, I don't know what it's called, but I think I got the the mild brew and it's it's pretty good. So Einstein bagels, great coffee. What are you sipping on today? So I've actually got some espresso powder mixed with water. I don't like coffees with milk in. I like it black and strong in, in terms of something that's going to give me a kick. But also, I don't really drink dairy per se, so I like my coffee. Yeah, strong, strong as possible, really. I like the Italian espressos, the, the, uh -huh. the double ones. But obviously, I haven't got an espresso machine at home, so I get the espresso powder, which is pretty good. Mix it with water, make it into a bit like an Americano, but yeah. half size, so it's so it's strong. But yeah, yeah can't beat a coffee in the morning. Nice, nice. <laughs> so tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about judo. I think there's there's things there that. I think there's life lessons and tell me a little bit about your experience with judo and some of the, the connections there. Yeah. So for me, it's such an interesting, interesting game. Now, obviously other than the self-defense aspects and, and things like that, there's a lot more to judo than the meets the eye. It's really good physically. You know, you're basically wrestling someone for a period of time. There's strategy involved. You know, how are you going to beat this person? What throws do they go for? What grips do they use? Are they taller? Are they shorter? Where are you going to hold the person? Are they fitter than you? Are they faster than you? Are they stronger than you? And all of those variables will change how you're going to approach and fight that person. Are they better on the ground or standing up? How can you bring them into your domain rather than going to their domain? Like the Sun Tzu book, Art of War, you want to ensure that you're fighting on your terms. So I think, as we talked about off air, I fought one of my friends yesterday at a competition, and I know that he's really good on the ground. He's a he's a strangler. He, he enjoys going for the going for the throat. He's actually yeah. choked a few people out unconscious, to be honest. So, you know, I don't really want to engage with him on the ground. So we we were fighting, and I threw him on the ground, got a half score, and I, I jumped back up. Reason being is I don't want to fight in his domain. He wants to fight me in that domain, but I don't want to. So I stood back up. He had to stand back up. And then we fought, and I, I, I obviously, again, and, and I beat him. Now, it's really important that with any sort of war-based approach, 
So whether it's actually going into battle, whether it's judo, whether it's business, because that is got some elements of, of, of war as well. We need to establish yeah. what we're looking for. What areas do we need to improve within our own game? So a riding tide lifts all boats, doesn't it? When a tide rises, it lifts all boats. If we look at the boats yeah. as attributes in your game. So for me, judo, yeah, I've got certain attributes, but I've also got areas of improvement that I need to undertake in order to build my game to a better level. Now, people talk about working on your weaknesses. Well, okay, let's say, I'm just going to use an example here. Let's say I'm not very good at drawing. I'm not the best artist in the world. Is it worth me working on my weakness of drawing? Or is it worth me working on my related weakness? Or, an, I don't really like the word weakness, but an area that we need to improve. Yeah. So that's the difference between related and unrelated, in inverted commas, weaknesses. So what part of my game is going to elevate the rest of my game? And as you said, the riding, rising tide lifts all boats. You know, you're only as good as your worst skill and you're only as bad as your best skill. Yeah. You know, if we take away judo for an example and look at your own personal life, what areas are you not doing well in? So if we look at the circle of life, you know, you've got career, haven't you? You've got physicality, you've got relationships, you've got social, you've got financial. I don't know if I've already said that or not, but there's a whole wheel of life that happiness factor, for example, mentality, physicality. You might have all the money in the world, but you've got no friends. You're, you're in bad shape. You can't fight. You've never had a girlfriend. Your family don't like you. Is that really a life worth living? So we need to spread the love in all those areas as much as yeah. possible. Yeah. That's why I try to, you know, if, if you have to sit down and think strategically, you know, you should be, have a journal and write down how things are going at this point in time. Because what you might find, and I found this before, where you've, you've, you've gone through a period of six months and you're like, oh, do you know what? Not quite going in the right direction here. Yeah, these areas are going really well. But this area is really missing out my social life, let's say. Or if you're really on the social side, oh, my social life's great, you know, I'm having loads of fun, but my financial side's not really going very well. Yeah. Or my physical side, you know, I've been going out and working so much, I've not had time to go to the gym. So we need to constantly adapt. And again, bringing it back to your original question with judo, same thing. Do I need to work on fitness to improve on judo? Do I need to work on my right throws, left throws? my forward throws, backward throws, groundwork, because yeah. that's an area I need to improve on. So, so yeah, it's, that's why I really enjoy it because it's, it's got so much depth in that scenario that it's physical, tactical, strategic, and it's good for, for self, for self defense as well. So, so yeah, really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And then, you know, I just bring it back to this is there's so much that we have to just think about internally, spend time by yourself asking these key questions and getting those answers and, and creating that map and knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and, and i too yeah. don't like the word weakness because i think those are just opportunities and areas that that you need to improve on and sometimes a weakness can turn into a strength sometimes a weakness can can just be an area that just need a little bit of attention and then it's just not a weakness anymore um but yeah, I, this is this is just such a, a rich, great conversation. I, 
You know, the book Becoming a Person of Value, that is, I think that's a, you said that's available everywhere and on Amazon and your, your next book is coming out soon. Tell me a little bit about that process of putting these two books out there and what, what's your expectation? What do you, what are you trying to do with these books? So all I'm trying to do is provide value. Again, coming back to my earlier point where people do things just for monetary reasons, what then tends to happen is you don't give your best service. All I wanted to do with this first book was to help people to improve their own their own lives and becoming their best self. So as I said, I've actually got a copy of the book here. So I'll just look at a couple of the, the chapters. So self-improvement on the whole, physicality, so how to be in your best physical state, how to have a good attitude and mentality, how to motivate yourself, how to set goals, how to move up the higher the power hierarchy, how to be good at sales, because although you might not be in sales, you are, everyone's in sales. An interview is setting yourself, isn't yeah. it? You're setting yourself to a partner, to your yeah. friends, whoever. Psychology, affirmations, time management, negotiation, purpose, limiting belief, communication, gratitude, gratification, finance, strategy. There's loads of different areas that make up a good person and I just wanted to, to give that information out there because I don't think there's a book out there. Again, coming back to, to your well, our earlier conversation, you have to ask the question. So I was like, well, yes, there's loads of self-improvement books out there, but is there one that encompasses all these different areas? You know, you get ones yeah. that how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, you get Think and Grow Rich. You get books that are specifically talking about communication or time management, but there's not one that really touches on all of them. So I decided to write the book. The second book yeah. that's coming out later on in the year is about questions. So where do you want to be in five years time? What job would you do if money wasn't an issue? What personality type am I? And is it in line with the job I currently do? What traits do I like from my parents and which don't I like? Which, who do I like spending time with? Is that, do I like spending time with these people because they are like me or is it something they have that I don't have that I want to rub off on me? Who am I spending yeah. time with? Is it good for me? You know, and you, the the book is actually going to be interactive where there is some input from me, things to think about, but it's basically you write down them like your own answers. So you plan out and introspect your own your own situation. And and yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be a question a day. So for a full year you get to ask one question a day and you get to think think about it. Now I just want to touch on something you said just before you actually asked that question. The mind so weakness, you mentioned the word weakness. Yeah. Weakness is a bad word. And this comes back to positive versus negative approaches. So if you set out a goal, as an example of, I don't want to be single anymore. I don't want to be fat. Although that sounds like a good goal on the face of it, the, 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 the phrases used and the language used is not optimal. Instead of saying, I don't want to be single, why not say, I want to be in a relationship? You'll know this from team sports. When the manager says, don't lose, or you must win, you'll, be you'll behave and act in a different way. If it's don't lose, you'll be cautious and you'll be defensive. If you say, you must win, you'll go out and be more aggressive. So how can we change our language to be more yeah. in line with what we want? So instead of, I don't want to smoke, I want to be an athlete and you're 
actions and behaviors will then change in line with so yeah so we need to look at things in the right in the right way really in order to get what yeah. we want yeah wow this is this has been such a rich conversation and and my life has has been improved by our conversation already i cannot wait to get my hands on those books i will link to the books uh and all of your um, connections in the episode description but jivan thank you so much what a great episode and and just a, a valuable conversation it, it's been an amazing journey and i'm so glad that you're able to join us today on the career combos and copy podcast thank you very much for having me on